Timeout with Todd. Of course, as always, it's Todd, and today I'm joined by Casey. Hello, Casey. How's it going, Todd? Going good. Going good. Fabulous Miami weekend. But before we jump into this juicy part, don't you do a little bit of uh, Twitch, or as I like to say, twitching? Don't you do twitching? I do. I am live pretty much every day, Monday through Saturday. Uh, sometimes Tuesdays and Thursdays depend, but it's over at Sick Rocks the Penguin on Twitch. I'm live from 7 to 11. The weekends vary. So what do you normally just play like a certain type of game or? I'm across the board about everything. I If I can get my hands on it, I'm playing it. Usually right now it's COD because, you know, it's always it's COD season right now. Warzone's hot. Cold War's about to drop. But other than that, I mean, if I can get my hands on a good single-player game, good indie game, I'll jump into that too. And you have a giveaway going on on your channel, right? Yes, I do. If you check out the Facebook gaming page, Sycorax the Penguin, the rules are on there. It's the first pinned post on that page. And I'll be go ahead. I'll go ahead and uh, make sure I share it with my followers so that way they know where to find it. That sounds good. So, time to jump into this wham, wet-ass Miami of a weekend. I say that because obviously down here in Miami, we got hit with a hurricane. But as far as all our Miami teams for this week, they were looking extremely, extremely hot. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into Inter-Miami. Um, just to touch up on them, they did make they did win their game against Cincinnati. With them winning that, they are moving on to the playoffs. Um, just a couple of uh, team stats. They were 13 shots. They had five shots on target. They had a 36% procession, you know, versus Cincinnati. They only had 64%, you know, which is really good. They made sure that they were able to hold on to the ball. But the takeaway from Miami is that they made sure that every shot that they took, they made sure that it counted. Um, other than that, most of their stats, very average. They had about 315 passes to Cincinnati's 542. Uh, their pass accuracy was 78% to Cincinnati's 88%. Um, you know, as far as their fouls, Miami had about 18 fouls to Cincinnati's 10, you know, something about this team is that they are young. They aren't disciplined in the league as terms to mature. So, you know, with those 18 fouls, it, you know, it's, it's constant fouls after fouls after fouls in every game. And we did have one red card, which I believe was Andreas Reyes. Um, so, you know, with, with these little, stats for inter miami going into the playoffs it's going to be interesting to see them progress and grow and you know hopefully next year you know if we make it to the championships i'm not i'm not doubting it but with how new this team is to miami um you know i just make i i just i'm hoping nothing but the best and that we learn from everything that we did this first year with us finally being in the league uh casey do you want to add anything on to uh to that or do you just want it to be a quick mls minute um, I'm not delved into the soccer world myself, <laughs> but, um, you know, I see the highlights, see the clips. So, you know, it's, from the sounds of it, it sounds like they're doing good things for being such a young team. Yeah. I, I just, I don't want to jump into MLS too much. I'm, I'm still new to learning about all the rules and stuff. I have to invite one of my buddies on that knows about MLS. You know, I, I just, I don't want to come on and sound like an amateur when it comes to MLS, you know. So moving on, we're going to go ahead and talk about Hurricanes. They played Friday night. Very good game. Cardiac Canes came into clutch to mind. Uh, you know, 
it's hard to talk about, but you know, it, it, it was definitely good seeing Derek King out there, you know, doing his thing. Did you get to watch any of the game, Casey? Uh, I watched about half of it. Um, I caught the end score at the very end when somebody, uh, one of my buddies hit me up and he was like, dude, you have, you have to tune into this. And it was just like from the sounds of it after halftime, because even before halftime, it was a thriller. But going into the half, I, he told me it was just like a whirlwind of almost, you know, everybody was at the edge of their seats. Like, you know, it was just it was insane crazy. Bro, it was like being on a roller coaster. <laughs> like there, there wasn't a steady ride throughout that entire game. I, I think they finally took the lead back. I, I don't even think they had the lead at all that game i think as soon as they tied it up they gave up a uh, 100 foot uh, 100 foot bro 100 yard uh run from a kickoff and you know it was just it was back and back and forth back and forth but you know ultimately what really helped us out you know it was disappointing seeing the defense you know our defense for the hurricanes have been elite some would say um you know, Bubba Bolden being out there making the, the plays that he's doing to some of the other defensive linemen just basically being there. But one takeaway that I could do about the defense is that whenever a play was needed to stop, they were there and they stopped it. So, you know, that that's the positive that I could say that the defense didn't throw away the game. I know years past Miami's defense would where we needed them to show up, they wouldn't show up. So the fact that they were able to come out, make a play, you know, make make the uh, you know the last interception for us to really secure the game. Um, I'm trying to think of who got the interception, or if it was an interception, it might have been a fumble. Um, I can't find the stat right now. Um, but ultimately, you know, the the main person that I think we have to thank for winning that game was uh, Derek King. That, that guy was out there looking like pure royalty. And, you know, most of the hashtags is all hail the king. Derek King, real quick for stats, he had uh, 31 completions and 41 attempt uh, passes, 430 yards passing, five touchdowns, no interceptions. That's incredible. The fact that you're able to go out there and, you know, have that amount of yards and have no interceptions. And on top of that, he also had 105 yards rushing. And to a team that really hasn't had the opportunity to, to establish their run game, for them to come back and bounce back and Derek King showing leadership on the field, it's it's incredible watching it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, with any, I guess you could say, quarterback going into college football, the big biggest thing you have to look for is you know you look for your potential players and your guys who are going to do well your guys who are going to do bad you know everybody if you take a quick segment from i guess you could say to his brother up in maryland right his first game he botched he lost lost that game 48 to 3 you know Mm -hmm. and everybody was like nope he's not going to do anything and then he comes on he shines these last two games and then you know you look at miami who, which, you know, the past few years, everybody who watches, you know, University of Miami college football, they, they see, you know, they've struggled a little bit, you know, they've had, they have their ups and downs where people are like emotional. It's emotional ride with them. It seems like all the time. And it's just nice to see a quarterback go out there, you know, like you said, throw for 430 yards and five touchdowns. It, it was night and day difference from, you know, from a team that looked like they weren't going to be able to get anything on the throwing, you know, people, people out there were, were doubting, 
King saying, you know, are we sure that he's actually a caliber of a quarterback that we thought he was going to be when we brought him in this year? And for him, you know, I, I know with King, he's really dealt with a lot of personal issues. He lost his father earlier this year. So, you know, somebody that's used to having that role model or that that figure on the sidelines rooting him on, for him to really bounce back in this way, you know, it, it's just one of those missing pieces that I think Miami really needs. As far as anything else with Miami, what other issues or key issues do you think they really need to focus on moving forward for them to become a, a true top contender for, you know, Clemson, Notre Dame, or any of those top-tier teams? I was about to say, uh, they are ranked in the top 25 right now, which is, yeah, you know, which is, which is awesome, yeah. night and day from, you know, previous things. And, you know, you have, you have your receivers putting up, you know, from the stat lines, 153 yards, 97 yards, 78 yards, 77 yards, which is a collective great in all. But I feel like, you know, you're playing these top teams and one of the biggest benefits for Miami, even though they did get the interception, would be more takeaways and allowing the other team to gain less yardage. Keep the score from trailing away from them. Because like you said, it took them forever to catch up in the game. It was almost like they were never going to, you know, get the lead and keep the lead. But, you know, they, they, can't, they obviously came out in the, in the end and won. But if they can manage their takeaways and, you know, get more takeaways than what they're giving away, which they didn't give any away at all, um, from what I believe, uh, he didn't throw any interceptions. I don't believe there was a fumble from uh, nope. the University of Miami either. Um, you, but if they can get more takeaways, they, I mean, going forward, that's going to put them in the playoff contention, playoff run field and actually, you know, get people to say, okay, this is a team that is looking like they're trending forward. And that's what, you know, Miami needs, especially if you go, the Heat made it to the, the Heat made it to the finals. Um, you know, you, you go and you take a look at um, the Florida Panthers, uh, hockey team they almost made it to the finals they were they were you know they were on the trailing they lost it out but hey they were still there and you know it, it's like a it's a good thing seeing all these teams in Miami starting to trend upward and actually you know people are recognizing okay you know maybe they got some teams going on down there in Miami yeah very good points very good points and you know it's just I'm, I'm looking at all these stats right now and you know you you brought up so many good points about it and, you know, talking about the key players and all that, I, I just remember that we actually had some key players out this past weekend due to COVID. I mean, you know, something that Miami's always associated with is tight end university. You know, if you look at the past couple of tight ends that have come out of the University of Miami, you would expect some type of high caliber to, to play this week. And, you know, as far as the tight ends, one that, you know, comes to mind that should have been in that game, but of course, you know, was out with COVID was uh, Brendan Jordan. And I think if Jordan was inside this game, it, it would have been a totally different, you know, position. I think the, the score would have probably been a lot higher just because that's Derek King's favorite, you know, one of Derek King's favorite receivers outside of, you know, Mark Pope or Will Mallory. But, you know, as far as Will stepping up in the plate of, uh, of Jordan being out the past couple of days, I mean, this is now what his second game that he started and he's got a touchdown catch on. So, you know, once Jordan comes back in, I think, you know, the, the pass blocking, the run blocking, and even with him getting a couple of receptions and touchdowns out there, it's going to be a totally different game moving forward. And, you know, what I think uh, Manny Diaz is doing right now is playing chess, where everybody expects him to be playing checkers. He's, you know, methodically 
placing his pawns in the right spots, making sure that his king is, you know, positioned right. And as I say king, I'm talking about their king, you know. So I, I think he has his king piece. And, you know, if Derek King decides to stay with the University of Miami one more year, you know, if we don't make the, the championships this year, you know, whether if we make the Peach Bowl or the Orange Bowl and we can come back and win something major like that because the past two years, I you know, we've been to a bowl game. Last year we got blown out. The year before that we got blown out. So, you know, to a team that we expected to progress and people were saying, oh, the U is back, the U is back. You know, going forward, I feel confidently this year that, you know, we might not be back, but it does feel pretty good saying that we might eventually be back, if not this year, next year. Right. I, um, I just want to give a quick shout to Mike Harley. Eight, eight catches, 153 yards, averaging 19.1 and two touchdowns. You know, as a, as a wide receiver to only get eight receptions and 153 yards, I mean, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Especially when you're averaging, I think he's 19 averaging, yards. Yeah, averaging 19 yards after the catch, or not after the catch, but during the that's catch, crazy. everything else. You know, you're that's yeah. like that is something that's key and is going to help moving forward. If you can get those big players to get those catches and average, you know, 15, 20 yards after after the catch or during the catch, whatever else. If the, it was a 10 yard reception where he caught it and he runs nine more yards, that that's a difference maker in getting you closer to scoring. Yeah. I like I said I I think that the the chess process right now is, is looking good, you know it's just making sure that you have the right pieces on the board at the time when when it comes up to game, you know they they are right now six and one, you know where where most of the nation expected them to be at least you know three losses by this point, you know the only game that we've actually lost was Clemson, and the fact that we've come off of two bye weeks already and we were able to win both buys. You know, that, that just goes to show, and because Miami has that, that unlucky curse that every time that they come off of a bye, we lose, and then it's just all downhill from there. The fact that we're able to keep marching forward and keep producing good stats, you know, I, 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 I'm going to keep beating a dead horse. I'm looking forward to the future, especially with this organization. Like, like someone that's very close to me always says, keep the faith. And, you know, most of the time I, I want to I, I really beat his butt every time he tells me that. But, you know, he's absolutely right. I'm keeping the faith on this organization. And, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. So, anyway, enough of Miami Hurricanes, because I could sit here and talk for another hour about Hurricanes. But we are moving on to possibly the most – I can't put it in words. Do you have anything for for our next topic? All right, so – Miami Dolphins. All right. So the dubbed nickname already by the majority of Miami fans, they're calling this defense the Tropical Swarm. And yes, they are. This is actually a thing that's going on. If you go to the Miami Dolphins Twitter page, if you go to their Facebook page, if you go to their uh, Instagram page, everybody's like, look at that Tropical Swarm go because you got – you got strip sacks. You got interceptions. You got uh, Hopkins getting locked down for three receptions and 30 yards. He did not get a single reception until the second half of that ball game yesterday. Yeah, and that was because of Howard giving away a bunch of penalties, yes. but we're not going to get like, a A lot of them were botched calls, but it is what it is. I digress. No, but I, if, if you look at the stat lines, right, you look at Tua, who last game, he didn't really do much. 
but he was also playing conservative and it, it was fair because of what the defense was doing. I understood Chan Gailey's thought process, but you look at the stat lines this week of a guy who's starting his official second game, 2028 with 248 yards throwing and two touchdowns. He even showed off his legs for a little bit, seven carries, 35 yards, averaging five yards to carry, you know, his second game starting. That's, that's pretty impressive. You know, it's, it's, yeah something building blocks to continue to grow on as you go. And then, as I said, you know, the defense, it's – if they keep playing as they are, I can see them being a key reason why this team carries forward and goes and wins many more football games this season. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, outside of some of the penalty calls, you know, and like I, I don't really want to bring that up, but Xavier Howard really – those four penalties, granted, there were two pass interferences that I think I could have agreed with, but the other two, man, like, when they both grabbed each other and, you know, the only one that got a call was Xavier for that, it's kind of like, are you serious? Like, you know, I felt like yesterday was Miami versus Arizona in the officials, yes. you know, it was it was defeating, but, you know, at the end of the day, they – you know, Kyle Van Noy kept stepping up to to the pocket, making sure that you know that that Kyler Murray wasn't uh you know doing what he he normally does and running the ball, passing the ball, doing all these stats. You know, granted he did do it, but they kept repeating like repeating him, like making sure that he wasn't stopping, like that they were stopping mm-hmm. him. Damn, see, this gets me so flustered that I can't even speak right because it's just like I'm so excited about it. But we all know what happens in Miami when you get excited about a team. They disappoint here, you. Here's where the conversation I was having with another friend of mine yesterday during the game. You have to look at the coach we have in place right now. The, the fact that we went and did this while we had five assistant coaches missing. We're talking about the Arizona Cardinals who beat the Seahawks. The same team who beat the Seahawks that were on fire, who just like trip were coming out and they were blowing teams out of water at the beginning of the season. We went in, beat them, beat a top, beat a top defense, beat a top offense in the league. You know, Kyler Murray is a tiny quarterback who can run his heart out. And everybody knows that. But the fact that, you know, you got you to give it to Ogba, who got a sack, and every single time Ogba was coming off the thing, Kyler Murray was running the opposite direction. Like you said, you got to give mm-hmm. it to Kyle Van Noy. He kept the pressure on. And you, gotta, you, gotta, you definitely got to give it to Christian Wilkins, who can, continuously keeps pressure and does not let the eye of the quarterback get out of his view. Because if you were listening yesterday, sure, he didn't do much. He had two tackles. He had to tackle assist. But he, every single time the ball was swatted down at the line, his name was the name being called out. He's watching his eyes. He's seeing where he's throwing it. He's reaching up, swatting it down. I just think, you know, now is the time that Miami fans can actually get excited about a prof- our professional football team because of the coach we have and the staff that he's put around us. But, I mean, if you look at the past, and this is just me being, uh, you know, Debbie Downer, Every time we've always had something good going on, something always bad happens. And, I mean, like, we kind of got a taste of it yesterday. Preston Williams finally stepped up to the plate. I mean, after last week's game where I think he had, like, four potential plays that could have resulted in a touchdown, 
if he only held on to the ball. He finally got four receptions, and I think averaged about 60 yards. The only reason why I know this is because he was on my fantasy team. And he got a touchdown, but it's like, dude, you finally get your touchdown, and he's being carted off the field. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you you finally step up to the plate. You've been talking this whole week how you, you want to do better, you want to be better, and that you're going to be there for Tua. And we see in practice, we see their chemistry with each other. Tua and Preston have, have really good um, – chemistry with each other they're at practice practicing you know trick plays all the time and you know you finally get your spotlight to shine and Preston's out so now you know we have to keep relying on Parker which I'm not saying anything bad about Parker but you know just relying on Parker and Grant alone is you're not going to get anywhere with that I'm gonna stop you on that one uh so I don't know if you got the update before we started recording this um, they came out and said that uh, Preston, the only reason Preston Williams went off the field was because he got squished between two defend two defensive players after that catch. They yes, oh did he? He no, got squished between his foot got squished between two defenders during that catch. They pulled him off the field on a cart to make sure that it was not a high ankle sprain. Mainly because the league has dealt with high ankle sprains for such so such a long time this season, you know, with Garoppolo and everything else. Um, you know, he's out now for probably till the end of the season because of multiple high ankle sprains that he's gotten. Um, but yep. what I will say about this offense is they have heart. Like every single play, you can see they're wanting to go out there and play for him. And, you know, there was a lot of doubters who said, why did you put Tua in the game? Fitz was on fire, but you also have to remember that how many picks was Fitz throwing? And I know this is only his second game, but I have a feeling if Fitz had been in that game, there probably would have been two or more takeaways on the, on our offense, giving it to their defense that would have just, you know, turned the game the opposite direction for us. And you're absolutely right. I just, Honestly, Casey, I think what it is is just me being the Debbie Downer that I am, especially since it seems like everybody on my fantasy league is getting injured. I mean, Christian McCaffrey finally came back, and he's injured. Uh, you know, I had Jimmy G as one of my starting quarterback, and then he's injured. So then I, I finally started Preston, and he's injured. So, like, it's just like the past three people that I've had <laughs> just gone out for injury. I mean, even, even Kittle. Yeah. I had Kittle, too. Kittle's out. So, it's like, like – <laughs> That's why I just – I don't want to look into it. That's why I didn't know about what you're uh, – you know, with Preston being squished between two defenders like that, and they, you know, they were just taking precaution. I didn't want to look into it because I would have been destroyed. I would have just quit fantasy <laughs> and called it a day. I'm, I'm bad yes. luck apparently so, because it seems every time I, I, I don't start the person – like, for example, last week I, I didn't start Juju uh, Smith-Susser, and he goes off. Or not, not last week, but like the week before. And I finally start him again, and he only averages, like, three points. And I'm just like, are, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, oh, I, I I feel like I have the Madden curse, but for fantasy. So, I mean, you and I are in the same boat. <laughs> um, you know, Miles Gaskin just started putting up 18 points a game in fantasy. He's running his heart out. He's scoring touchdowns. He's making offensive plays. The last three games before this game, he's scoring, he scored me 18.5 points or more in fantasy. And then <laughs> he, goes he out. gets put on IR. Do you think if Gaskin was there, they would have uh, 
There would have been a lot more. There probably would have been running. a hell of a lot more running. Because I mean, Ahmed looked pretty good in some of his runs, but I mean, looking at the stats, only seven carries, thirty-eight yards. Tua had seven carries and thirty-five yards, and you could tell Tua wasn't I trying to run as that much. Uh, Jen Daly knew going into this game. If you watch previous Arizona games, they're very good at blocking the run. They're very good at blocking the run. That's why those seven carries for 38 yards only averaged five yards because he found pockets, yes. But every single time he found that pocket, five, six, seven yards down, not the first down, five, six, seven yards down, though, they were on and they were tackling. Or he'd get stuffed at the line, he'd stop. He'd gain a yard. Like, you know, it, it wasn't anything that was over the top. And, you know, you got you to gotta give it to, you know, I'll call him old man Jay Howard because he's been in this league. I can't even remember how long now. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. yeah, sure. He only had 10 carries for 19 yards, but he has a touch. He got a touchdown. Like at the end of the day, converting, a, converting touchdowns, you know, you got money Sanders who's 21 for 21 on the season right now. Um, taking his heart out for awesome. perfect. Like, you know, it, yeah. it, this team's turning into something special. I feel like if we can, if we can get Matt Breida behind the ball next weekend and get his same thing he was putting up in San Francisco, and we can get um, Ahmed, you know, adjusted to the starting offense, and we can get Gaskin back after after these three weeks. I think our run game will be fine. And then when, and then you know, we, I don't want to, you know, I'm gonna figuratively knock on wood when I say this. I honestly see a playoff run for Miami. I mean, if the Bills keep playing the way they are playing, do you think we have a chance to win the conference? The Bills have the fifth hardest remaining schedule. Keep that in mind. Miami has the second easiest schedule going forward. The only hard team that we have to go for playing is the Kansas City Chiefs. I honestly think that Miami, how they're playing now, that when we go to play the Bills again, that we're not going to allow Josh Allen to do the same things he was doing the first time we played. I mean, but what they did to Russell Wilson last night, they, they gave him two interceptions. Russell Wilson, Mr. I'm going to go make love with Sierra because I just got a huge paycheck. Hey, you know, shout out to, to, to you know, the, the Hurricane alum, you know, DJ Dallas out there with the touchdown. But, you know, for Buffalo to do what they did to the Seahawks, especially with how everybody loves Russ. You know, for for somebody in that top contending quarterback, I mean, even with somebody that most of the people in the league are saying MVP candidate, I want you two interceptions, bro. That's that don't hurt us from us. Yes, they have an elite defense over in Buffalo. I think that Miami's defense, honestly, by that by the point that we go to play Buffalo again, is going to be even better than where it sits now. And I honestly think that. Going forward, you know, Miami has a chance. You know, they have a chance to beat Kansas City. Did you see what happened? Did you see what happened with them and the Panthers yesterday? The Panthers almost beat them. You know, Miami, the thing about yeah. the Bills is this, and I've noticed it. It's inconsistency. Miami, through the last four games, has consistently done what they've been doing. Yes, yesterday's game was close, but that was the exact same thing they've been doing for four games straight. 
there's been at least one strip sack every game. Yeah. They continue that going on in the season. They build that confidence. I think that confidence is going to override the Bills and the Bills inconsistency going forward moving into that game. If we knock off Kansas City and the Bills, I think that's going to put some real respect on Miami's name and I think it's going to carry them into the playoffs. Now, do I think it's going to end up in a Super Bowl? No. It's like a 50-50 shot. It's like one of those things where, you know, if you get there, you have you have a possibility, you have a 50-50 shot, but to get there, they're going to have to go through the Steelers. And the Steelers are looking pretty pretty hot right now. I mean, granted, they last night's game was kind of eh, but for a team that's undefeated right now, you know, I think Steelers are going to keep riding on that high until you know Big Ben decides night. to slip he had up. To go out for almost a quarter, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. He's you know he's he's up there. Um, in age. Who's their backup? Devin Hodges. Hodges. Oh, uh, I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to shit on backups because I mean Gilbert last night for uh, Dallas. Who's Gilbert? I think Gilbert was playing for uh, Dallas. Yeah, and I mean, Cowboys were were looking good last night with him yes, at were. the helm. I mean, for yeah. for once they were looking like a laughing stock. So you know. It's kind of crazy how sometimes your backup quarterback can still – I mean, even in like – even in college. I mean, Clemson's main quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, was out. And here you have a a uh, a backup that, that ultimately was, was keeping up with top-tier teams. You know, Notre Dame, they – Notre Dame barely won against Clemson. <clears throat> Only reason why they won – you know, this made me so happy because after Clemson tied up – on that first overtime run and homeboy came by saying they can't fuck with us. And then all of a sudden Notre Dame wins that second overtime. Oh, that, yeah, that, no, it, that, that made the, me feel really good inside. A lot of times what players do is they, they talk trash too early and it ends up coming back and biting him. We'll take, we'll mm-hmm. take a prime example. Yeah, Last night, how much trash did that entire Buccaneers team talk to the saints going into that game? It was all over social media. And what happens? They get blown out of water. Oh, oh, so much, so much, man. Uh, Drew Brees is looking, like looking hot, man. I mean, I Drew Brees was Drew Brees was the man on fantasy for me. Also, I mean, granted, but everybody else that has the same stats, they got like thirty points. Drew Brees only gave me like twenty-two points, so I, I don't know what's going on there. I gotta call somebody from from fantasy. Find out why the hell I'm getting screwed this year, but I mean, it, it was crazy just seeing how Drew Brees just hey. kind of made Tom Brady his bitch. And I know that that, that whole thing is going to be going back and forth between them. But I, I when's the last time you ever seen Tom Brady throw three interceptions? Seven. <laughs> it's been it, 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 it's. That was, Unheard of. I believe, I believe, I may be wrong, but I know it was the early 2000s was the last time that before this season, obviously, that the Patriots had a losing record. And, you know, they went in and, you know, there was a game where Tom Brady didn't score a single point and he threw four interceptions in that game. And 
you know, that was the last time I think people saw him this defeated besides, you know, the Miami Miracle. You know, the Miami Miracle, he looked utterly defeated. He was sitting on the sideline like, are you kidding me? Oh. I mean, I would be sitting on the sidelines too if they put Gronk as the defensive person for me too. But, you know, I, as far as it is, I, I'm not counting the Dolphins out, but to sit here and I'm say not, that I'm we're going to make a Super Bowl, Bowl but I, I'm I keeping know, playoffs. Man. Maybe. I'm, I'm keeping playoffs in hope. Wild card, definitely. My, my feeling is, and I, I see a lot of analytics, analytic people are starting to say it too, is that yesterday, the game they played against the Seahawks, the defense that they had because they brought over new players during the trade deadline to, to the Seahawks defense wasn't clicking because they don't have that, you know, chemistry there, which allowed, which allowed, uh, you know, bad timing, mm-hmm. bad play calling on their defensive end part. And Josh Allen, you know, being Josh Allen, he exposed it. I just feel as if these teams he's going to play forward are mm-hmm. going to give him a run for his money. And he's not going to have such an easy time winning. And I feel like, you know, with Miami coming up with, you know, they got to they play the Chargers, then they play the Broncos, then they play the Jets, and then they play the Bengals. You know, the only two teams I'm not going to write off in that whole stretch is the Chargers or the Bengals, only because of the numbers that their rookie quarterbacks are also putting up. But I don't feel as if those teams mm-hmm. have gone up against necessarily – 1000% good defenses. And I think what the turnaround Brian Flores has done, which I mean, if he makes a playoff, he better get coach of the year. Um, that there are those two quarterbacks are going to struggle because two has played two good defenses now and his accuracy has looked on par every single time. He's making throws within 0.23 yard windows that anal- analysts are like, how did you make that throw? So I, I, good things are coming yeah. from Miami. That's all I'm going to say. That's where I'm going to end it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it, I, I I agree with you. I definitely want to keep seeing the team grow. You know, it, it is a young core of a team. And, you know, especially with the draft next year, to pick up even more young core talent. I've heard that there's talks that they, that they might be picking up Etienne as a running back. I don't know. I can't confirm or deny if that's going to be true, but – you know, seeing Etienne going in, in to to the Dolphins and just seeing how he's destroying the college world, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a top tier running back come in and you know, and I'm sure I'm sure Tua's gonna have a you know a hand in that cookie jar saying on who what receivers he wants to come as well. You know, that he has that chemistry from college that he's probably, you know, kept up with. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of Absolutely. Alabama alum coming to uh to Miami as well. So anyway. We are on the last timeout, okay. and in this segment, I have two questions for you, and I just want to engage your opinion. So we have eight games left. So if we were to go forward and talk about the eight games left for Miami, I want to see who, which game you think we're going to win. And if we're going to lose, I just want to hear a quick why. So next week on the uh, 15th, we have Chargers-Dolphins. Touchdown. Broncos are being okay. Broncos are playing Broncos really inconsistent. Their defense is not clicking on the twenty second any cylinders at all. I think that it's going to end up being a two is going to go up there and say, "Hey, you know, you're playing at home. Well, guess what? I'm coming to ruin your home game." 
Dolphins Jets. Now, I do want to make this a bet. Absolutely fired by Adam Gase is fired by this game. Is, is he stays head coach? The owner is just like off their rocker. I'm surprised he's still holding a head coaching position. It's going to be sweaty. It's going to be tough. The Jets are already pissed that we won the first time. We all know that. They didn't play well. They're not playing well still. Um, they actually kind of looked like they were going to win something last week. Not last weekend. Or they obviously played tonight, but last week they looked like they were about to win something. And then, you know, they kind of, you know, just ended up messing it up for themselves in the end. But I think Miami is going to come away with that one, but it's going to be really close. Maybe a point, maybe I'll give them, I'll give them a touchdown at most, but I think they're going to come away with it by one point. And I know the Jets are zero and eight right now, but it's a divisional game and it's always hard to tell. I guess we'll see as it goes. Oh, Joey Battle versus Tua. I think that's Joey going to be a big game. Tua. I think it's going to be at least 400 yards on both sides of the ball throwing. Uh, but I think uh, Joe is going to get a little flustered because we're playing them. I believe we're playing them at home. Um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I do believe we're playing them at home. Um, I think I think Xavier Howard yeah, and Byron Jones are just going to get to him. Yeah, we're and playing I think, at home. I think he's just going to – I think Joey's going to end up slipping up just a little bit, and he's going to end up throwing a, throwing a few picks. But, you know, I'm not going to count them out. I'm actually going to say I'm not 100% sure on that game. I think it should be an easy win for Miami, but with the, the amount of yards he's throwing, it's going to – it's too hard to tell at this point. I'd have to give that game a couple more and to just to see how Joe's playing before I give my final call on that. I think what's going to happen is that uh, Joey's going to come into our swamp and Shrek's going to rise from the uh, the swampy mass and be like, this is my swamp. Patrick Mahomes right. and the Chiefs come to the Dolphins. On this is the 13th a doozy. So that one. I want to see how the Chiefs play next weekend. Now, they almost gave up the game to the Jaguars, and then you know you had your clutch plays at the end where they were able to go in. They were able to win it very last minute. But I think that Miami is going to end up losing that game. It's going to be by 10 points, and it's just going to be because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. You know, you're <laughs> – they got Le'Veon Bell now. They got a bunch of top, top yep. you know, receivers. It's Patrick Mahomes. You, you, a miracle would have to happen if for us to win that game. I'm I'm still flabbergasted <laughs> on how cool, calm, and collected that guy is. You know, it's it's just crazy watching him. It's it's what my mom loves that guy. My mom made my dad go out buy a Patrick Mahomes jersey. She doesn't watch you know football like that. But she started watching it because of Patrick Mahomes and was just like, I want a Patrick Mahomes jersey. And we're just like, what? Like, you want Patrick Mahomes jersey? She's like, yeah, I love the guy. Hey. So we went out and got a Patrick Mahomes jersey for, for Christmas last year. Yeah. So, And then they go on and win the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> hey, Patrick, if you're listening, uh, I got a jersey for you to sign if you don't mind, bud. <laughs> That's a home game. All right. We got Patriots Dolphins on the 20th um, of December. I think yep. uh, we have three home games in a row. We got a lot of home games coming up. 
Yep. Well, yeah, but next week is a home game, I believe, against the Chargers. And then we're away for Broncos. We're away for Jets. Yes. Then we come back for the Bengals. So, then we're back for the Chiefs, and we're back for Patriots. Miami gets their revenge. Not by a clean sweep. Not by a, you know, yeah. clean game. I think it's going to be a game of downs. I think it's going to be a game of, you know, Bill Belichick trying to show that he can outcoach Brian Flores. I think it's going to come down to game management and who can hold the ball longer is really what I think that game is going to come down to. And I think Miami gets their revenge. And I think, you know, maybe they'll even do it in a star-studded bang that I don't think is going to happen. But I'm going to give that game to Miami by 10. Wow. Bold. That's a fire take right there. You guys heard it here by 10. That's crazy. All right. This one I'm kind of scared about just because, you know, you don't really know what what you got coming out of Las so, Vegas, but you got uh, Dolphins Miami Las has Vegas to go to uncharted on the territory 27th like everybody else does when they go to a Las Vegas Raiders game when they play the Las Vegas Raiders at home this year. They're playing in Vegas, baby. You got Derek Carr looking hot. You got that tight end who's making unbelievable catches in the end zone. You know, he's clicking on all cylinders. Their defense eh, is eh, right now. Their defense is kind of like, you know, they're there and they're not. You know what I mean? They're they're like some sometimes they're they're looking really good, sometimes they're looking awful. I think it's gonna be a close game. Um, that was one of the games that I was like, you know, maybe Miami goes forward and loses two games, maybe they are able to win it. You know. Um I think for Miami to win that game, they need to conceal Carr, make him start seeing ghosts, um, and you know, just rush as much as they can because from what I've seen from the Raiders is that they're not that great at stopping the run right now. The pass is kind of meh. They can, they can do it. They can't, it's, you know, it just depends on the play that they're, they're going, but they've got a very good coach over there right now. Who's doing very good things with that team. And it's, it's a toss up for me. You know, I think that if they keep car concealed, yes, but if they don't, then I think it's just going to be a long day of Miami getting thrown on and they're still going to keep it close, but it's kind of a toss-up. If I had to call the game, I would say I would give it to the Raiders by four. Dolphins, Bills. All right, so this is the game we were talking Dolphins, about Dolphins, Bills. Um, last game of the season. I think that if Miami yep. goes last game of the season, Kansas City, All the and they beat, you know, the Patriots, and they beat the Raiders, I think that will be a confidence boost enough for them to go in and beat the Bills. The problem is, is that Josh Allen can sling that ball all day. And he can run. And as you've seen, Miami's not that great. And he can run it too, which is crazy. Uh, So as of right now, just because of this game and how well Josh Allen was playing, I'm going to give that game to the Bills for now. It may change depending on how the season goes, but for now I'm going to give that game to the Bills, but I'm not going to call by how much because I mentally am terrified to even come up with a number. (laughs) (laughs) So you're projecting them to finish. I'm not very good at math, but you're projecting uh, them to have at least five year, losses I think they lose the remaining of the year. I think we we finished the season out. That would make us 11, uh, 11 and 5. Okay. 
I think that the Jets okay. pull off a random Do you think Jets stay defeated? And honestly, honestly, you know what? I made this hot pick tonight. I think the Jets are going to go in and beat the Patriots tonight. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be weird. Oh. I think they're gonna go in and they're oh. gonna upset the Patriots tonight. I. I don't know why. I just. I, it's just my feeling going into this game. I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen by three. Very late in the game. All right. So you have it here, boys and girls. Dolphins might be going to playoffs. So. All right. That's Thank all I have for now. Casey, any last words uh, before we end? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for giving um, me the fire. And it was My fun. stomach still hurts. Um, I'm down for these at any time, and uh, I actually enjoy them. I've, I've caught up to the point to this point of your podcast that you have put out, so keep putting out the firework, man. Hey, I'm trying. You know, it, it, basically what timeout for Todd is uh, is for, or timeout for Todd. Timeout with Todd is basically just a, uh, you know, that, that, that type of system that we need to unwind from the daily stresses, you know, with, with everything going on. So, you know, I hope people out there listening get their, their fun laughs and, you know, crack up a little bit and unwind from, from the stresses of every day and get to just listen to us talk shit. So that that's the purpose of it. I'm hoping uh, to have you on again. I appreciate your uh, your insight on all the Dolphins and Hurricanes talk. You know, hopefully, I didn't talk too much about Hurricanes and Inter Miami to bore you. Um, but no, Casey, I appreciate it, my man. Uh, anytime, you're welcome back. You know, definitely with how Dolphins are playing. You know, if Tua keeps looking good, and you know, like my fantasy teams called, is Tua legit? Tua quit? You know, I, I'm. I'm hoping that that's that's the motto that they're they're pulling off with him. So we'll see what happens. You know, him against the Chargers next week, I'm definitely going to be starting him on my fantasy just because I haven't really seen too much out of the Chargers defense and it's a home game for us. So, you know, it's going to it's it's going to be very insightful for Tua. You know, it's his first home game. He's going to have his family there. It's it's going to it's going to be a really good atmosphere. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be exciting to see what happens. So. Anyway, my man, enough sports talk for today. I think we talked uh, I'm we talked a good day. 45, 50 minutes about sports. sports. <laughs> All right, brother. Anyway, you guys have had it here. This is Time Out with Todd.